0: This is Founders Talk. I'm your host, Adam Stachowiak. This show is all about awesome, in-depth, one-on-one conversations with founders. This is episode number 38, recorded July 11th, 2012. And today's guest is Sam Sofas, the founder of Nothing Magical and the maker of Cheddar. Enjoy the show. I'm joined today by Sam Sofas. He's actually, uh, I wouldn't say you're really a pal of mine, Sam. We're kind of pals <laughs> in a way. We, we met a about I guess about a month and a half back officially I've seen you on the internet here and there but uh, uh yeah we kind of became pals after you were on the industry that one time with us so it was kind of fun
1: yeah it was good thanks for having me yeah man uh
0: so yeah Sam I think that uh, everybody's kind of been looking forward to this conversation with you because you're kind of like the um you know the fan of indie developers you've been doing a lot of fun stuff with Cheddar you've got a great story behind you and you know, you're know, you a designer, you're a developer, and, and you've spawned this new company, Nothing Magical. So I, I don't want to do your introduction for you, but uh, for those who may not know exactly who Sam Office is, this is your time.
1: Cool. Well, um, yeah, I quit my job a couple months ago and um, started a company called Nothing Magical. And uh, it's just me, and I work on an app called Cheddar currently. It's a really simple to-do list for uh, the web,
0: iOS, and and Mac very soon. So, uh, so yeah. And and for the listeners of the show, they they know that we go deep into our our uh, guests' uh, past. Uh, but before we actually officially kick off the show, I, I do have a few sponsors I want to just quickly touch on before we get started. The as you know, sponsors help me make this show possible. And today's show is uh, is actually brought to you by FreshBooks.com, Squarespace.com, and Hover.com. Uh, certainly appreciate their support and for making the show possible. And I'd also like to say thanks to Infinite Kind for sponsoring the bandwidth of Five by Five for this month. If you're not familiar with them, they actually make SyncSpace. It's a shared, zoomable whiteboard for your iPad and the web. You can check them out at InfiniteKind.com. And uh, without further ado, let's let's dive deep into Sam's past. I suppose. <laughs> Um, so Sam, you know, you know your story a little bit better than I do. Where exactly do we begin to to begin to tell the story of where you're at today? Um, hmm. Well, how how far back do we want to go? As um, far as it takes.
1: <laughs> I started HTML when I was like ten years old. Nice. Uh, okay. But and then like Objective C in high school. Um, so. So, yeah. so are
0: you, are you, so you were in high school and you were learning these things and actually making apps or, or what?
1: Yeah, so a friend and I, um, hilariously also named Sam, um, <laughs> we had a company called Trimonics, uh, which I sold a couple years ago, um, and we made a Mac app called Countdown Maker um, and other couple little things, um, and we were selling Mac apps um, like right around the time I graduated high school um, in like 2007. Nice. Um, so, so yeah.
0: Um, I like how in your bio you say, I hope I, had- "I hope I don't make you feel old when you say 2007s when you graduate." I like how you said that in your in your bio part of it. Well, it's funny because everywhere I've worked, I've been the record youngest employee. <laughs>
1: um, so I'm always like, people like make our movie reference or something. I was like, "What year did that come out?" Oh yeah, I was like three.
0: I'm like oh, I hate you. You missed so that I, one. I'm used to it. Yeah. All right, continue. So you were you graduated high school. You were doing these things. You were. Continue. I, I jumped in on there.
1: Yeah, so I moved to Oklahoma um, that December. So I was like 18, just graduated, um, to work at LifeChurch TV, um, doing PHP full time. Um, and then the iPhone SDK got announced, um, and I was like, "Well, I like, kind of know Objective C. Like, why do we make something?" Um, so yeah, I got to spend six months working on an app called Bible that launched the first day of the App Store. Um, There's like, last I looked, there was like. 13 million people using it, but I think there's way more now. That was several years ago.
0: So. Yeah. There's a lot more using I'm actually one of those users. So. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, when, I, when we first chatted, I was like, you know, that's so unique that uh, I get a chance to, like, enjoy something for so long, and then, you know, the world circles me back and says, and here's the fellow who made it.
1: It was crazy. I mean, no one knew that, I, like, the app store was even going to be a big deal. Right, what it is today. Right. Like when I was working on it, for like for those six months, like they're like, oh yeah, whatever. Like we'll let him work on it. Cause like other things were slow and then it came out and it was like, you know, there was like 60,000 people using it in the first like couple days. And that's like for a, a church, it's like an enormous amount of people, like 60,000 people in a building is like
0: that's insane,
1: you know? Yeah. So they're like, oh, this is kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, so I got to work on it for a while after that, which is great. Cause I was like, you know, just learning as much as I could on on everything. So, um, but I remember the the first time, like a couple of weeks later, I was standing in line to order lunch at like some fast food place, and the person in front of me had it on their home screen. It's like, oh, this is amazing! Like I made that. Like, I don't know,
0: it's a really cool feeling. I can only imagine. So you're you're now 23, right? You just turned 23 in March. Yep. Yep. How does it feel to finally be 23? It's the same as 22 and
1: 21
0: <sighs> for the most part. I can get into
1: things now. I remember being less than 21 and being really annoyed because all my friends have always been like older Um, because like most 18 year olds don't have a career. So you just kind of just like naturally make older friends, I guess. Right. But yeah, it's good. And nothing's really different.
0: So you are you're a man who chooses not to attend college. This is a choice you made. You kind of pseudo since then have gone to college in a, in a way just to kind of please your mom for what I can understand. But, um, you know, at least the key promises, we always try to keep promises to our mothers. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. So uh,
1: no one in my family has like really gone to college. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to college, you know, like the age old struggle. Um, I never really wanted, even in high school, it was like all my friends were excited. And I was like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't like school at all. I mean, I never got good grades in, in high school or anything. Um, and I was enrolled in school and I already had a full-time job and I was like, fine, like, I guess I'll go to school. And then I moved to Oklahoma and I was like, well, I can't go there because it was like in, in Kentucky where, where I grew up. So I, I took like two classes online and then didn't anymore. It was like introduction to learning online and introduction to writing papers online or something silly. So, um, after that, I was like, yeah, I don't, I already have a salary in like healthcare. Like, isn't that the point? Like, I guess I'm. I don't really need to do this. No sense in going to college <laughs> if you already got what
0: college is supposed to give you, right? Yeah, so I was like, well, I, I guess I'm good. So you said you don't, you didn't get very good grades when you were in school, like in high school, right? But you were learning HTML, and you were writing HTML, and you were you know, writing Mac apps and Objective-C. I mean, those aren't simple languages exactly. I mean, HTML is a bit more simple. It's more entry-level, but... Uh, I don't want to offend the HTML5 fanboys (laughs) out there because I'm sure it's definitely getting a lot more complex these days. But, you know, back, I I guess, four years ago, it was not that uh, as difficult. Well, it was great when I
1: started because it was like all caps and like you'd use like the center tag, you know, like it was really easy. And then JavaScript kind of like came around to do like pop-ups. It was like all I used it for, you know, for a long time. Right. Um, And then CSS kind of got introduced and then like no more tables. It was like, I don't know. I kind of like started like right before everything kind of took off. So it was nice to kind of just learn along the way. I know like right now, if you were to start, I can't imagine there's like so many things to learn. Um, But yeah, I mean, then I started doing PHP um, and a little bit of Flash and then finally Objective-C. And yeah, I mean, I spent all my time programming. I never like played any sports. I was in bands, but um, yeah, I just didn't really care about like Writing a good paper. I still suck at writing. <laughs> but I mean, you write your own blog really well. Oh, thanks. It's funny, every time I release anything I write, immediately it's like five or six tweets, like, Hey, there's a typo here, 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 and here. I'm like, ah, yes.
0: I'm bad. Yeah, at this. I, I noticed a couple typos in your in your biography. I was gonna mention them, but since yeah. you since you said that I did catch a couple. No, yeah, it's
1: I like I just spent a long time writing API documentation for cheddar. And immediately it was like, hey, I found a typo, like all these different people on all different spots. And it's like, oh, I know,
0: I'm sure this thing's riddled with terrible spelling. I can only imagine, yeah. I mean, the one thing you want to do with API uh, documentation is try to open source it, right? Because so you can get them just to do pull requests for you. I should absolutely do that. Yeah, do it after the show. So you're 23 now. I mean, you you didn't go to college exactly. You kind of just like jump started your life a little bit. I mean, I think you're kind of. I wouldn't say you're young to be where you're at because we have a lot of people that are really young in this industry. You know, jump out the gates with immediate success. But you've you know, for the age you are, you've got a lot of experience. Like you've done things with Hipstamatic, You've freelanced at a number of different places. You've built a uh, YouTube rip-off that didn't go anywhere. I mean, you've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> you've even had some of your work featured on TechCrunch. Hopefully, Cheddar gets featured on TechCrunch as well. I mean, I'm not sure about that, but we'll see, right? See, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it was interesting because I remember seeing on Facebook all my friends graduating from college, and I was like, huh, Like they're starting, they don't have a job or any experience. And it's like, well, I've been working for four years, and I'm like, I have the maximum amount of iOS experience possible. Um, So like, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Like I'm really lucky to be in an industry where colleges are required, you know, but like if you're trying to be a doctor, like you have to go to school forever. So I don't know, it's been nice to just kind of learn at learn what I want to learn versus like, you know, learning some curriculum. You know, if I want to learn something, I'll just go learn it. So I don't know, it's great.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny the way you say that too. You have the maximum amount of iOS experience. <laughs> what is, exactly does that mean? Did you coin that phrase? Uh, I, I've been saying it for a little while.
1: I mean, yeah. like I remember the the day the SDK got announced, and I was like, "Yes." I was actually like on a cruise with with um, a friend, and it was like paid for internet on the cruise, and was like trying to download the SDK, but it's like it was like four gigs in it. Right. It, it never finished. Took but the rest got, of the cruise, but I got back and it was like, "Yes, this is awesome!" and and like started working on, you know, an app that launched the day day one. You know, so it's the maximum amount of iOS experience. I mean, I guess you could beat me by a couple of days, but still,
0: right? Oh, it's kind of luck, though. I mean, not so much kind of luck, but the fact that you were writing and programming Objective C when you were in high school. That I mean, that kind of gave you a kickstart to be in the right place, the right moment, with the right language. You know, to to kind of easily jump into the SDK and start making something like day one. Yeah, I I mean, it's a
1: funny story about learning an Objective-C. Like, I went with my friend named Sam um, to, like, an Apple tech talk for, like, Lion. Or no, not Lion, gosh. Leopard or Tiger. Like, an older one. And they were showing off all the developer tools. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, I mean, we just went because we were Apple fans. We didn't, like, know anything. So I went home and like bought a book and like played with it just because I really like Apple. Um you know, it wasn't like very like wasn't like planning on my part or anything, but um yeah, it's it's been um, it's been great. I, I really like Objective C just in general, but um building products for the iPhone is is very exciting.
0: So prior to that moment where you guys go to this tech talk for Apple just because you're fanboys, and prior to that, were you doing the HTML stuff or were you kinda getting geeky?
1: Yeah, like we were, we'd already sold a couple websites that were like written in PHP and MySQL. And okay, so you kind of had some, you know, intros to programming, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just nothing object oriented for the really to speak of. Um, just like really simple PHP. It was all just like web stuff. Um, but like the first time I like made an object and like all that was all in Objective C. Um, but like variables and if statements and stuff, I was obviously familiar with.
0: So take us, for those of us who haven't uh, jumped into this stuff, like the iOS SDK and stuff like that. And at that time, it wasn't even called iOS. It was just called... iPhone SDK. Right. Yeah, exactly. iPhone SDK. Um, you know, from a, a you're obviously a creative person. So from a creative standpoint and somebody who's got an entrepreneurial spirit, I mean, that's you're totally like that because you said, I'm not going to go to school because you can have the foresight of thinking which direction your life can go. So you obviously have that kind of thought process to see beyond the hill, right? You know, from that perspective, when you looked at the SDK the first time, you know, what were some of the early pipe dreams you might have had? What were some of the early apps you built? What were some of the early thoughts you thought about the SDK in general?
1: All I wanted was a Twitter client from day one. And I gladly paid for Twitterific when it came out. And it was terrible, but (laughs) I liked it. Um, I don't know, I mean making something and ha- putting it in your pocket and carrying it around and then like pulling it out to show your friends is like really cool. So I never had like I don't know, I don't I don't remember like walking around or like thinking of like great app ideas. It was just like at the time like just like making stuff. It didn't matter what it was it was like the exciting part. I and I think it wasn't until much later that I've got excited about the actual like product and like choosing what I want to work on, I guess, than like just programming for the fun of it. Right. Um, But it's interesting. Like I remember when the the iPhone SDK came out, like I think Facebook was like hands down the best app at the time. It was like really well done. I think probably because Apple helped them a lot with it. Um, But now it's, it's people have taken it way farther than I think Apple would even expected. Like, As far as like custom controls and interactions and gestures, and um, it's really it's it's a really exciting platform to be to be on. Do you have
0: a garage door by any chance? Uh, no. Um, If you didn't know, you can actually open and close your garage door with an iPhone app. Very cool. So I mean, that's that's taking it pretty far. There's true. There's even more creative stuff, like a whole entire orchestra standing in front of mics with iPhones. Yeah. 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 You know, there's this new product by Belkin. I can't remember what it's called, but you can
1: basically get this little thing you put in your outlet, and then like you can plug something into that, and you can control it with like an iPhone app. It's like amazing home automation, like made easy. Like really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely cool stuff. Let's uh let's take a quick pause to thank a sponsor. We'll come back. We'll talk to Sam more about some awesome stuff from his past and get to know him a bit more. But in the meantime. Uh, I want to mention our very first sponsor. It is Hover.com. It is Simplified Domain Name Management. Trust me, I use these guys. I absolutely love Hover.com. I register all my domain names there, and one of the main reasons I do it is because it's simple, it's elegant, and it's straightforward. Like There's some competitors that aren't very straightforward, and you (laughs) can go to them if you want, but I'm not going to name names. Uh, The experience is awesome. There's a search box you enter a domain you want, you buy it. No other services get suggested to you, no pop ups, no gimmicks, no crap. It's just the domain you want, uh, you know, keep it simple. Uh, they also handle uh, all the DNS you want, as well as actually host your email if you like. So if you have uh, a domain you need to email for, they can do that as well. And you can also transfer your domains there. So if you're, if you're having a ton of domains, like I had, like I had 50 domains I need to transfer, they do it all with ease. They have this service called Concierge. And they actually handle everything for you. They do all the entire transfer for you uh, end-to-end. Uh, you can actually use the coupon code DANSENTME, which isn't me. I'm Adam, by the way. But uh, Dan runs 5 by 5 so the coupon code is DANSENTME, and you can get 10% off. Uh, you can use it again and again, so don't feel like you just use it once. If you want 10% off for as often as you want to buy a domain from Hover.com, you can do so. So just use tan- DANSENTME. For 10% off and uh, save yourself 10% and support the show. So that's awesome. But uh, So, Sam, we kind of went on that riff by talking about how you didn't attend college and the early days of the iPhone SDK and the fact that you can have this device in your pocket and you can make stuff for it and you can show it to your friends. And it was just this this thing at first. At, At what point... Do we get into the the picture of like you working for Life Church T V and you start working on Bible app?
1: Well, so I was there for uh, like two or three months before the iPhone SDK came out. Right. And then I worked on it for uh what, until like July or something, whenever it launched. Um so I guess it was like less than six months, but um, worked on it for a while and then worked on some other web products again after um, we'd added a lot of the features that we wanted to do. Um, and then I left and worked on my own for a while, um, which was scary. But And you're back there again, so we'll get into that, I'm sure. Yeah, well, it was like I knew that's what I wanted to do because it got to the point where being told what to write wasn't as exciting as it used to be. I guess that happened pretty quickly since I was like very early in my career. Um, So I was like, all right, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do my own thing. And I actually just bought a house at the time, so it was like super bad timing. Um, So also like being able to say I was like 19 and bought a house sounds awesome. But granted, it was like dirt cheap in Oklahoma, so I guess it doesn't count, but whatever. Um, But I ran out of money like immediately. (laughs) on my own and went to work for a startup in Dallas and ended up moving to Dallas. So.
0: so you moved around a lot. I mean, you're you're back and forth between Louisville to Dallas to San Francisco. I mean, you've kind of been in this you know, little tri-area here quite <laughs> a bit. I mean, it seemed like you kind of moved around a lot. What's the reason for moving around so much? Just opportunity? Yeah, I mean, there's like almost no texting in Louisville,
1: especially at the time. And even now, it's it's – almost non-existent. Um, but then Oklahoma, like I got the job to work at life church and it was like a, jo- a job, a writing PHP full time. was like amazing. Like I get paid to program. This sounds awesome. Um, so, so, so yeah, I moved there to do that. And then in Dallas, it was like, well, I met a friend at WWDC, the Apple, the Apple conference. And we, we talked and kind of hit it off and I was like, you should hire me. Cause he like just started a company um, and I have like no money at all. So he kind of like rescued me from, um, from all of that. And I moved there just to make it easier to work together. Um, and then I left there and contracted like staying in Dallas. Um, and then I decided I wanted to move to San Francisco. So I moved to San Francisco, like just to move to San Francisco. Cause I knew that's where everything was. Um, is that true? Yeah, it's crazy out here. I mean, In, like, a 10-block radius, it's, like, Twitter and Dropbox and GitHub and everyone's here. I don't even, like, can't even begin to list everyone. Like, it's crazy to, like, not that long ago, like, knowing anyone that works at Twitter was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I have someone that works at Twitter that replied to me. Like, and now it's, like, I hang out with people that work at Twitter. It's, like, not a big deal. I don't know. It's really cool being around, like, Everyone that shares your same interest and truly really smart and good at
0: what they do. So why, uh, you know, why San Francisco and not somewhere like Austin or Boulder? And those are like, from what I understand, those are like the next booming cities for tech. I mean, you've got Chicago as well, and you've got, um, you know, you've got Portland as well. Those are good places to be in for tech as well. But like Austin and Boulder, like the next runners up, in, in my opinion, to San Francisco.
1: Why would I not do the best one? I mean, if I have a choice. I don't know. It just seemed like a logical, like, well, of course it would be San Francisco. I never even, like, thought twice about it. Um, I mean, I really love Austin. And for a while, I was wanting to move to Austin um, after I moved here because I, like, liked Texas. It's a lot closer, right? Dallas is not that far from Austin. Like, three hours, yeah. Three and a half. Right. Um, but, but, yeah, I was like, well, I kind of started my search for Austin or San Francisco and found a, a cool job in San Francisco at Scribd. Um, so I was like, "Well, that makes that easy," and and moved to work at Scribd.
0: So, so you you've had some adventures in this uh, in this landscape, uh, doing lots of fun stuff. You you even said yourself, "You're," and how did you say it again about uh, you're the you've had the maximum amount of exposure, <laughs> the maximum amount of experience? What was it again? Experience, yeah. So you've you've been doing this for quite a while. Um, you bounced around to opportunity to opportunity. Some you were freelancing some you where You're actually working for other people. If somebody asks you when you sit down, I guess you don't interview anymore because you're on your own. But <laughs> if you were seeing an in interview, what would you say if they said, you know, why all the change Sam?
1: I think I just get like starting a new project is fun. And a lot of the places I've like gone to work have been to like, we don't have an iOS product or we don't have one that we're proud of. Like, come here and make it better. I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. And then after a while it's like, well, I'm really tired of this. Like, you know, there's either like stupid bureaucratic stuff in the way, or it's not progressing as fast as I'd like it to, or I'm just bored of it. So I was like, well, maybe I'll go do something else. And it's like, well, they're going to offer me like way more money. So I guess I'll go do that. Um, for a while, that was kind of what I was like going after cool salaries. Um, and then I was like, well, like I don't really care about that anymore because I've kind of make more than I need, so like I just want to work on something fun. So I did that for a while, and then like Hipstamatic, I, I really liked working there. And then I was like, well, I uh, I don't know, like the whole time, like I'd rather just work on my own stuff because it was always like I'll work on my own stuff at night and save up, and then I'll quit and do my own thing. I was like, well, rather than like wait forever wait
0: forever, I'll just like go do it. So I did. So you went and did it. So what was the experience like getting like, is there a fun story around how you got hired or how you took the job in Hipstamatic? Cause that was after Instagram, right? Instagram was already out and hip Hipstamatic was coming out and it had some fun things going on. Right. So no, actually Hipstamatic was out. They were one of the first photo apps in the store. Um,
1: they were app of the year, the year before Instagram got app of the year. Um, They'd kind of always been around and I'd seen it and I was kind of a fan. Um, but their co-founder emailed me and said, like, hey, I saw this tutorial on your blog post. Um, like, thanks so much. It's like we're using this in Hipstamatic. Do you want to like meet up? And I was like, sure. Um, and they're like, well, we want you to come on and like lead this new product and, and work here. I was like, oh, well, that sounds fun. So... <laughs> I mean, there was kind of a, a long back and forth and it was like several months later after meeting them that I actually went to work there. Um, and I was actually a contractor first because I was like, well, I just left Scribd and it's like, I don't really want to like work for anyone else again. And then it was like, well, okay, I kind of really want to lead this product. And as a contractor, it's hard to have ownership of like the project when you're kind of just like told what to do as a contractor, right. So I was like, well, I really want to do that and hire a team and um, that was a good experience. I mean, I I hired a decent amount of people there, and
0: um, all of that. It, it was great. But what excited you most about hipstermatically? when you were first joining the team, you know, what were some of the highest hopes you had that didn't get fulfilled? Hmm. Well, I
1: started to work on this new project, um, and it didn't really. It wasn't that successful. So that was kind of uh you know not as as good as I would I had hoped um, and part of it was do things out of my control where like this is like the product has to do this one thing, but then everything else is like whatever, and I don't know it was kind of that was kind of frustrating and i mean overall I'd I hope to kind of just make everything as excellent as possible at hytomatic. And I didn't really get a chance to work on much stuff besides the one product that failed. So, um, I don't know. It was kind of, I I'd, I'd hoped to make a bigger impact, but I don't know I feel like I didn't really accomplish anything in the time I was there. I mean, granted, I wrote a ton of code and hired a bunch of people, but I don't know. Looking back on it, I feel like I wasn't that effective.
0: And... In your, I can't tell if this is a blog post we looked over, but it's it to me it's kind of like Sam's autobiography. Like you wrote this yourself. It's about you. It's kind of a chronological order of events that have happened over the last four years in your life, and it ends in 2011. Um, So I can only imagine that you know the last four years when you mentioned this is you know. Uh, you know, 11, 10, nine in 2008. So I, I can only imagine that's what it's referencing at least, but you said, I, and I'm only going to say this because of what you just said there. You said I've in quotes, I feel like everything I've done these last four years are kind of worthless. Yeah. So
1: I wrote that on the day, all of my friends graduated from college. I was like, well, what have I done in the last four years? Cause this whole time I was like, I'm not going to college and I'm like, going to get all this stuff done. And I was like, Oh, well, the time's up. Like, now I'm like on the same page as everyone else. So like, what have I done? Like, what can I show for the last four years? And it's like, well, I worked at some companies. Like, I really, I mean, like, the product I worked on at Scribd, like, no one uses. Um, this the contract work. The contract work I did before that they killed the project. It's not out. Like, I built a ton of software that's never been released that I'm proud of. But like, I mean, who cares if I'm proud of it? I mean, I'm not using it anymore anyway. Um, I mean, I made Bible and a lot of people really like that. So that's cool. But I haven't worked on that in, in years. So, I mean, like, I'm sure none of my code is in it even anymore. Um, but I was like, well, I mean, I had all this experience, but I mean, I guess that's valuable. I don't know. I feel like everything I've, I've created though, isn't really, isn't really that useful due to like one thing or another. I, maybe that's why I'm so passionate about doing my own thing so I can, not have stupid things kill what I'm working on,
0: <laughs> I have more control, yeah, I don't know, maybe we could even go a little further back in the in the past. I'm just kind of curious about this piece, not so much to to dig up um you know sad memories and stuff like that, but even with the Bible app, I mean that's something that's substantial. I think it's I get the emails from them. I think it's used by fifty million people or something like that I mean that's gotta be you're a part of the early days of that app. Um, going out, but even when it did release the first day, there's a story that maybe you can kick off in a, in a better way. But even when that released its first day, you know, you couldn't really fully enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Well, so I moved from Kentucky to Oklahoma, um, in December of gosh, Oh seven. Um, and at the time I like just got engaged, um, the girl I was dating like through high school and we were supposed to get married in like June or July of 08. And she was like move and like already enrolled in school and everything in Oklahoma, like in the city I was working in. Um, but then kind of like changed her mind shortly before and decided she didn't want to do that, which was devastating. So for a while, for I mean, especially during that four year period, it was, Um, I was I was like single the whole time, so I don't know. I I thought a lot about that because I was just like home in my apartment, like not doing anything. Um, it's like, well, like I'd rather just like be married than like be successful at what I'm doing. I mean, relatively successful, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially like. Like, buying a house, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I love having a house, and I really miss having a house, but San Francisco makes that near impossible. Um, yeah, it's just way too expensive. The house, like, down the street of my apartment, I really like, and I looked it up, and it was like $8 million or something just stupid. I was like, ah, well, I have good taste, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but even, like, buying a house, like, sitting alone in my house, like, oh, this sucks. Like, this was not the plan. Like, to be alone in my house. But, whatever. I'm kind of, like, now that I'm, like, doing things and I have, like, friends. Because, like, moving a lot, like. Yeah, you can get. Makes that problem worse. Lost in a shuffle. Yeah. So, like, it seemed like every time I, like, started to make friends, I'd move. Like, not because I was making friends. Just, like, that was the when I was moving. Um, But, yeah, it's been good. I've been here a little while. And, I mean, I still, like, feel the same about that time in, time of my life. Like I don't, I'm there's nothing on the app store that I'm like proud of right now with the exception of cheddar. Um, even like shares, it's another like little project I did, did with a friend. It's like, I'm not like, yeah, this is so good. It's like, ah, uh, I mean, it's okay, I guess. Um, I don't know, but I'm hoping to change that. So that's, I'm really excited to like do my own stuff. Cause I can like have the, ability to make something I'm proud of
0: well let's let's take a quick break and pick back up there. I want to take a quick moment to thank uh, our next sponsor squarespace.com everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or even a portfolio. This means that no matter how experienced you are with building websites, you can build something amazing in minutes without having to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration with social services like Twitter and Facebook. And if you like stats, uh you'll love the real-time analytics that are built right into Squarespace. There are even iOS and Android apps that let you manage and post on the go. The code Dan sent me 7, that's Dan sent me 7 will get you 10% off whatever you sign up for. And if you sign up for a full year, you'll get a free domain name as well. Check them out at squarespace.com. Sam, the one other thing I want to ask you about, and we talked quickly about this before we kicked off the call, and I was really just intrigued by the answer you gave. And I think just to kind of extend and close that topic, the listeners probably want to hear this as well because I enjoyed hearing it from you. But uh, at one point you you also said, I think most of my outlook on, on life today is affected by almost being married and then not being married. So I mean, you're young, right? You're you just turned twenty three. You're not you're not you know some old strapper. You're 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 a young buck, and that's not to say it's a bad thing. But you know how true is that statement even today? Even you know that was a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, at the time, I think it was absolutely true because it was like I was like really close to it, and then I didn't get it, and I was like, well, it's like all I want now. Um, and maybe it's just cause I couldn't have it. I don't know. But, you know, I, I never really was like, even still, I'm, I don't really like enjoy drinking. So like it just tastes bad. I don't understand how people like this so much, but anyway, like going to bars was never like exciting. And I mean, there's not many 18 year olds with a career, so it was like hard to make friends. Um, it's like, it's kind of hard to get on the same playing field when you're like, yeah, I'm 18. I got a career. Yeah, I mean, people like want to talk about like their school problems. I was like, this is silly. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of this. So, I don't know. I was never really wanted to have a lot of friends. So, I just kind of like, sit alone in my apartment. And I was like, well, this sucks. Like, I wish I wasn't alone right now. So, I thought about it a lot for a long time, I think, until I started to like make friends and do things. Um, but, like I said, like, because I moved a lot, like, I didn't really have friends until recently. I mean, not to say that everyone I've known in the last four years isn't my friend by any means. Like, I've had friends, but I never really, like, had a lot of friends or, like, people I would, like, do things with a lot. Um, But it's good. So, I don't know. I guess don't sit alone in your apartment for four years is the <laughs> story. Take away from that one? Yeah. I mean, but even in high school, I mean, I didn't really, like, do anything except sit at home and program. I mean, because that's what I wanted to do. I didn't really, like, want to play sports or, right.
0: or, you know. But... I don't know. Let's take a left turn and and, uh, (laughs) talk about some other more more fun stuff. I just like to get a little real with with guests. I think you get a chance to tell a bit more about your, your story that no one else really gets to hear the deeper parts about. And I think, you know, everywhere you're at today is a reflection of where you've been. And that's a part of where you've been. And I, you know, the listeners don't know this, but we share, you know, similar things where, you know, we've had, you know, breaks in our relationships that have defined. The next thing we've done, and I just kind of wanted to know a bit more about how it defined where you went and what you did. So, yeah. Um, But let's talk about um, let's let's delay cheddar just a little bit. Let's talk about open source for a bit because I know that you're really, um, you know, you're really, you know, obviously you're really good at coding and you're really good at releasing things, and you've you've sort of adopted this. You know, this mindset that everything you want to do should be open sourced. And, you know, you can even mention what you said before the call started, if you'd like. But, you know, open source is, uh, and you even wrote a blog post about it too. You said open source is rewarding. What do you mean by that?
1: I started this uh, working on this thing called SS Toolkit like, a long time ago. Like, in, like, 08, I think. Um, it was just, like, some things I wrote in Bible that I could reuse in my next app. Because I was, like, starting to do contract work. Um, and over the, I mean, I put it on, on GitHub cause it was like, I mean, where else would I put it? And it was free and open source and, uh, or maybe it was 09. I think that's when I signed it for GitHub, whatever. Um, and I just kind of always added stuff to it and didn't really like expect anyone to use it or even like look at it. And then, uh, eventually like a lot of people started looking at it and like replying to me and like fixing things or asking me to fix things for them or or whatever. And and now it seems like whenever I go to a meetup, someone will come up to me that I don't know. It's like, hey, thanks so much for that. Like I really like SS Toolkit. And it's like, oh, well, like, you're welcome. I'm like really happy to hear that you use something I've spent like hundreds and hundreds of hours on. Like that's pretty cool. Um so that I mean that was kind of like the first thing I open sourced. And um since then, it's like, well, if there's anything I can do that's, you know, reusable that someone else could could use, like, why not give it to them and save them the trouble?
0: And if they want to help me make it better, then you know, everyone wins. So SS Toolkit is your first adventure into open source. Yeah, I, I think mean, there... in terms of your own code. Hmm. Yep. I had no idea that that was the case. I mean, I, I kind of, I guess, I thought that it might be, but I didn't know for sure that that's like that's your. You know, your crown jewel, man, that's the, the one.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I had put out a couple, like, PHP things. No, I think that was after, actually. I don't know. But, I mean, if not, it was one of the first. And, I mean, it was never, like, intended to be what it is. It was just, like, a folder of things I reuse in every app. <laughs> and it
0: kind of got more structure, like, over the years. But, um, but yeah. You know, people might be thinking this, and I know I thought this at one point. I actually... Um, as you know, because I mentioned in the intro that you were on the industry radio show with uh, with me, Drew, and Jared at one point. Um, and on that show at one point, I think I we were talking about some sort of open source thing. It wasn't uh, yours, but it was something with Objective-C. And I was like, what the heck is the SS in front of that thing? Or, you know, not the SS. Like in your case, it's your initials. But I, I was like, why in the world does that have those two letters in front of it? I, I couldn't understand it. And then Drew was like... Oh that's a, an objective C thing, you know, it's the first two initials of the of the person who wrote the software. So in your case, you know, that's why it's called SS toolkit, right? Right. Do you get a lot of questions about that? Just curious. No. I mean,
1: I I think people in the Objective C community kind of just like know that's what it means. Um but it's funny because it actually started out as a folder of things I'd copy around on my hard drive. And then it's actually its first name was TW toolkit for tasteful works. Um ah, yes. I was working in Dallas. Um, and I left there and I was like, well, like one hundred percent of this code is mine. So like and it's free and open source, so like I'm just gonna fork it and change the name because I'm gonna keep working on it. And you can still find TW Toolkit. It's still on GitHub and hasn't been touched in years, I'm sure. Um but but yeah, it was like I don't know, just like
0: something I've carried around for for a long time. So and not to mention the URL is certainly, um, certainly cool. It's
1: sstoolk.it. It's like ss toolkit with the dot like in front of the.
0: Yeah, I love okay. it.
1: Okay, buying an Italian domain is like a giant pain, but not as hard. Like when I bought my personal domain is Samsofas like with the the dot in front of the es. All right. And when I bought it, I bought it like in Spanish, like on a website using Google Translate. No way. <laughs> Just like, because at the time, like no one, I couldn't find an American place to buy it. Uh, but since then, like several places have it. I'm sure. I wonder if Hover does, because right now it's at, at GoDaddy, and oh, I
0: cannot stand that.
1: That website hurts my eyes.
0: But yeah, speaking of GoDaddy, Hover.com is a sponsor of this podcast, by the way.
1: Yeah. So after after the show, I have to see if they have yes.
0: <laughs> Not all do. That's why it's still at. I yeah, guess it's, it's tough. Anyway. So you said that open source is rewarding. You've you've gotten people to, like, you know, when you were at meetups, people were just like, hey, Sam, thanks for doing that awesome work. I appreciate you sharing that. And you've gotten some of those accolades. You've also, you know, as part of uh, the extension of that conversation we had on the Industry Radio Show way back when, which seems like way back when, I think maybe a month and a half now. Was that about how long ago it was?
1: Yeah, something like that. It seems like, a, like what, like three or four guests, I think, since then. So, yeah. Like yeah, that.
0: it's it's been. I mean, we also had a couple breaks in our production schedule, too, because I had some vacation and some other things going on, too. So we had two two week breaks. So we actually have missed an entire month in, in like the last two months. So technically, we've we released like maybe five shows, but the show's really popular. It's a, it's a side note, by the way. So if you listen to Finderstock, you'll love uh, maybe, maybe you'll love the industry radio show. It's more for, you know, designers, developers, people that uh, enjoy the 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 other side of startups where this is more focused on the person behind a startup or a founding member and something like that. So it's it's kind of neat. But all that to say that after that conversation, I was so impressed with just, the you know, just your demeanor and whom you are and how you, you know, just the kind of person you are and the way you treat the world and the way you treat the people around you and how you want to give back. And you just seem like a, a really great fellow. So I was like, you know, hey, Sam, you know, we had this awesome blog called the changelog and, and podcast you know i'm sure that we would be excited to to have you on board if you wanted to write about objective c which you seem to be very excited about as well so <laughs> then you started to to do that as well so that's kind of an extension from open source in a way because the changelog is all about uh promoting what's fresh and new and open source
1: yeah it's it's been great like it's really cool to like feature someone's someone's something they've made you know and and see them like how excited they get, because like most people making stuff for open source like don't really expect to get any recognition or a lot of the feedback they get is like people reporting bugs and they like, gotta fix the bugs and it's kind of like ah but when like you know, like make someone's day, like they're on the featured list of things on GitHub, it's like, wow, like thanks so much. Like, you know, they can have that feeling of like appreciation and, and payoff and and I think that's really cool and and has been super nice to feature some of mine and to get some of my
0: new stuff um exposure so uh yeah it's been great and you not to mention just writing but you've also been able to be on the show recently so this most recent uh show we have it's actually on a it's actually one of our most popular episodes we've actually had i think it's at like 60,000 listens or something like that in just a few weeks it's insane but uh, a lot of people seem to be very excited about Ruby Motion
1: yeah um Laurent? I don't yeah. I'm saying his name right, but um, LRZ, um, he's fantastic. Um, really great guy. And he's been um, really supportive of, of being on my own and, and stuff, you know, because he just left Apple to, to do his own company. Um, so yeah, he's a, he's a great guy.
0: Yeah, Laurent Cincinnati is, uh, and I only know that because I heard Wynn practice it a couple of times before <laughs> the before the the show actually goes off. So those who are listening to this founder's talk, you also know that uh, about the change. I get the chance to to mention that show here and there, uh, but I also happen to be you know the producer and editor, so I get to kind of just make things happen behind the scenes and you know take care of sponsorship. But I also get to. Edit it, which is you know really rewarding for me because I get the chance to like sit back and listen to some very deep and don't don't think it's the wrong way, Sam, but very geeky conversations <laughs> that I would I would not otherwise be involved in, and it's it's kind of cool because I get to you know I can't be a part of that conversation because it's after the fact, but I get a chance to listen in. So I mean, I really enjoyed some of the the conversations you guys had around around Ruby Motion. So what is it? I, I you know here's one topic I wanted to talk to you about because, um, I you know, just because of your passion with that show in particular, uh, that particular episode and Ruby Motion and Ruby and Objective-C and iOS, um, what do you and, you, and the fact that you also say that open source is really rewarding. So Sam has been, or so Leron has been able to build a business um, around an open sourced library or open source libraries there's a couple of them that are they're a part of that and i think that not all of ruby motion is open source but there are pieces of it that are Mm -hmm. what do you think about people finding unique ways to build businesses even like um um what's the database i can't recall the name now for some reason um, um, React is yeah, React from yep. Basho. Yep. So I mean, them building a business around an open source technology, they have, they have this other flip side. What do you have to say about entrepreneurs out there that are thinking, you know, there's a there's a, a place to disrupt, or there's uh, you know a technology that's really neat out there. Even like Git, they've you know GitHub has turned um, you know Git into a way to make obviously a hundred million dollars, right? I mean, that's that's pretty mm-hmm. obvious there. So I mean, what do you think about entrepreneurs who look at open source? And find unique ways to build businesses around it and make money.
1: Yeah, there was a blog post um by Tom, one of the co-founders of GitHub. Um or I think it's a talk or, or yeah, it's a talk. I think it's open source as much as possible. Actually, I think it's a quote in a talk. Whatever. He said that at one point. Um, basically being like, we're never gonna open source github.com, like because that's how we make money. But um, you know, open source as much as possible because I mean, especially for GitHub, like cause they're really high profile in the community, so people like contribute a lot. Um, but I, I mean, he had some good points, and I, I think it's really interesting. and, and I think it, it's great that Ruby Motion is starting to be, you know, open sourced. Um, the part he's open sourcing is like the tools and stuff to work with Ruby Motion, right? Um, which is like a really great place for people to contribute. Um, so I don't know. It's something I've been thinking a lot about lately because I've been considering open sourcing um, most of my current project. Um, And there's like a lot of pros and cons and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. But um, I don't know. I'm not like, you know, if you're not open sourcing it, you're, you're bad. And I'm not even overly excited if you are. It's just, I mean, I think it depends on
0: you know, like the the
1: different cases. I don't know.
0: Well, you have to have some sort of motivation. It sounded like you had some, you know, desires and motivation to to open source and your current project is is Cheddar. So you're talking about open sourcing the the forthcoming Mac app, forthcoming uh, or not forthcoming because it already came out like uh, a week ago, right? The the iOS app officially, like it's been in beta some people through test flight and stuff, but yeah, like a you've weeks ago, had... to tomorrow. Right, right. So, so you've got this, you know, and you even have the .dot com code base as well. You're you're looking at open sourcing. What's your motivation behind it? What would be the motivation?
1: Well, I mean, the first thing I'm gonna do, like immediately, is gonna be the developer docs. Um, per your recommendation, <laughs> yeah, we can fix all my typos because I'm terrible at spelling. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, as far as everything else goes, I mean, all the apps are free because. Um, there's an optional monthly subscription um, for Cheddar, and that's how I make money. So I figure, I mean, if all the apps are free anyway, like why not? Especially since the API is open, like you could write your own if you wanted to. Um, and why don't you just help me make mine better instead of writing your own? I mean, you can write your own. I don't care. Um, I don't know. It seemed interesting. It also, it's a great. It's it's a great source of sample code for just iOS in general, um, and it's other people that want to make stuff around Cheddar, which is which helps my business and and potentially helps you know that developer's business. So um, it seems like there's a lot of wins. There's definitely like some you know like people could be stupid with it or like competitors could try to rip it off or whatever. But I kind of feel like all of Cheddar is is execution and not. Because I mean, making a to-do list is like that's not hard at all, you know. But like design and which features to have and like interactions and all of that, I think is is what's cool about it. And someone was saying like the UI is your product, and it's like I I disagree. I think the the platform is the product, um, you know, and and the UI is dictated by the platform's limitation. Um, you know, like the platform doesn't support, you know. Crazy stuff like assigning to people and, and due dates and like all this stuff that requires all this complex UI. Like it's simple and, and so is the, the UI because it has to be. Um, and, and another thing, I mean, like, like Twitter is a great example because how many Twitter clients have I used in the last five years? Like I can't even count
0: a ton. Yeah, at least you know? <laughs> 10 for sure. At least 10 for me, maybe 12.
1: Uh, tweetsville I remember I was really excited about that it's not even on the store anymore it's like
0: there's there's been a lot Um, well listeners of the show would know at one point I was excited about Hootsuite and and I got nothing nothing bad against Hootsuite it's just that I've since you know learned there's lots of other better things and I don't know putting like
1: ads in frames on links like oh that pushes all the wrong buttons in, in in my book but Anyway, I'm sure they're great and they have other stuff. That's just the only memory I have of them is like people putting ads in frames and links. And that was like, ugh, I hate this. Um, But anyway, like UI changes and people get over it. And like, why don't I let other people help me like update mine so people can stay happy with it? Versus, I mean, because I want them to just use the platform. I don't really care if they look at my UI. You know, I'm not like an amazing designer. Like, if someone wants to make it better, then, you know, more power to them.
0: I think what you've done with Cheddar is pretty awesome, though, man. Honestly, I mean, as a non-designer designer, designer, I think you've done a pretty well job of keeping it simple. I think, that you know, this is a a neat topic to talk about, but I think it's kind of neat what non-designers do and they consider themselves non-designers. You know, like in your case, I think that Cheddar is simplistically beautiful in the fact that it does keep lists simple. It doesn't try to go... Other ways, like you know things or, or flow that's like a web app and an iOS app, or others that are just you know known for doing to-do lists, like you just keep it really simple, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's done really well, well in my opinion.: Well, a, a funny story, I actually almost worked on Flow., well, I mean
1: not almost. They asked me because they were thinking about making a native Mac app at the time, and then they decided to make the web app like to look like you know really interactive um and like it never worked out i mean that was like years and years ago i was still living in texas um like it came out like way after like over a year after um i'm actually like i know the the developer for flow for ios um he's at square now and uh it's kind of funny how we're all like you know
0: close (laughs) it's also funny how you guys bounce around i mean i've even done some my fair share bouncing around as well but it's just so funny how like you know, whom used to work at Google now works at Microsoft or whom used to work at XYZ company now works at Square or Hipstamatic to, you know, nothing magical, for example, or, you know, some obscure company to GitHub, for for example. So, I mean, it's just kind of crazy how we move around. I think, you know, it's nature of the beast, right? Yeah. You can't stick somewhere forever and not one situation will make everyone happy. So that there's always room for, for growth and room for change and competition and yeah and uh, and whatnot you know since we're talking about open source and moving around and stuff like that, you almost this is the topic we're gonna kinda hang on mm-hmm. before we go into the next ad uh to that supports the show, then we're gonna dive deeper into cheddar so i wanna i wanna talk about this um mention our next sponsor and then go into into nothing magical and deeper into cheddar and and some things around that but um since we're talking about open source and moving around a bit recently you actually had to say no to not moving around like you almost moved from what you're building now to somewhere else yeah and it's kind of a a touchy <laughs> subject maybe but uh you know that company just recently got some awesome funding and yeah. they're a good company we all respect them of course but uh, i'll i'll leave it to you to tee that one off
1: yeah so i was i was having uh dinner with a friend and um and we were like, yeah, like, I was just telling him like, how much I love doing my own thing and how great it is. And it's like, I never want another job ever again. Like, this is, this is great. And he's like, well, what if, uh, what if GitHub emails you? I was like, well, I don't know. Like, that's like the best job in the world. I, I'd probably have to, I mean, I'd definitely talk to him. I don't know if I, I don't know. I was like, oh, I can't even, I don't even know. They're kind of giddy, right? Yeah, and then like literally the next day, the CEO emails me. It was like, hey, you should come work at GitHub. I almost didn't email you because you're bootstrapping and I really respect that, but you should come work at GitHub. And I was like, oh man, like really? What are the odds? Um, so anyway, we talked for a while and um, they ended up making me an offer and I actually accepted the offer. And then... As I was thinking about it, like, I'm going to work at GitHub in two weeks. Like, this is going to be great. Because um, I was told them I wanted to give two weeks of nothing magical so I could finish Cheddar. I thought it was kind of funny, giving myself two weeks. But um, as I was thinking about it more and more, I was like, well, this would be great because I'm going to get paid now. And I don't get paid right now. And um, I'll get insurance. And, and I was like, well, I'll just, like, work on the weekends on Cheddar. And then, like, hopefully that will make enough money where I can just, like, quit GitHub again and, you know, like, Work on Cheddar full time is like. Well, I'm already working on Cheddar full time. Like, if this is my end goal, then you know this seems silly. And maybe I won't be as excited about working on what I was going to work on at GitHub. Um, which, by the way, they are working on some insane stuff that's going to like blow your mind when it comes out. Like, I bet. Oh, they're doing really cool things. And that's what was so hard because it's like these are the best people in the world working on this. You know, like I would I would have been working with some just amazing people. Um, so eventually I had to email them and was like, actually I'm going to have to decline the offer after
0: all. So, so you actually accepted the offer. I did. And the email so come- Is this what you did allude to then? Because so you had this blog post staying strong. Yes. And in there you didn't mention any names. So this is actually what we're talking about, right? I uh, yeah. Hopefully.
1: Yeah. So it was. I felt awful about like accepting, and then they, they told everyone, and then like I told them I didn't accept, and apparently that information didn't get passed around as much internally, so people were still like directing me on Twitter, like, "Hey, like I'm so excited for you to start," and it's like, actually, I don't work there, um, so I, I probably could have handled it better and just declined in the first place, but um, that was a really tough decision, because like as an engineer, like GitHub is like the best place in the world to work. Like I, right. I can't think of a better place I would want to work. Um, but I don't know. A lot of people encourage me to like, you know, stay indie. and, you know, Cheddar wasn't even out at the time. It, it came out like the fall, like a week or two after. Right. Um, all this happened. So it's like, I mean, I at least got to give it a chance. Like hopefully, I mean, if it totally fails, whatever, I'll go get a job. But or like try to get funding or I'll do something like I'm sure I won't go hungry.
0: There's always options, right? I mean, you, you're what is it again? You have the the most uh, the, the maximum. Um, I forget what it was what we said earlier, but yeah, the maximum experience with iOS. So <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good on paper. Yeah, it's a, it's a good yeah. I would definitely put that next to my name on my resume. I'd be like the maximum, you know. I would totally it should that. At the bottom, the last sentence of my, on my resume is followed by John Gruber on Twitter. That's how's that right? It's literally the last sentence on my resume. So let's let's uh, dive into one more segment of this before we go to uh, to our sponsor. But I mean, it beyond it being a hard decision, right? Be, and I I really want you to speak to the people out there listening to this show that are thinking, you know, I'm really a big fan of Sam. Like I said before coming on the show, I, I think I even tweeted this that. You know, I think you're an inspiration to indie developers, whether they're on the Mac or Android or anywhere else. I mean, you, I think you're an inspiration to that because of what you've done in such a short amount of time and how much, you know, how I think how much uh, wisdom you have that you even get to share on your blog and through open source code. And just, you know, even through the insight of wanting to open source parts of Cheddar, if not all of it, just to give back even even more. But you know, you turn down this, you know, for most developers who are listening to the show right now thinking, like, the best dream job. You turn that down for nothing magical. Yeah. And it. I'm just – I'm not disappointed in it. I'm just thinking <laughs> that's, it's ballsy. Yeah. I mean, well, especially, like, turning down, like,
1: income and insurance, which right now I have neither. So – it's like, I look, like whenever I go out to eat, it's like, well, like minus, you know, whatever from my bank account, like nothing's going in. I mean, hardly any is going into it. I mean, that's scary on its own, you know, not to mention the opportunity to work at GitHub and be a part of some of the things they're going to, they're working on. Uh, it was really tough. But I mean, I know a ton of people that hate their job, and especially as as engineers. Like, what are you doing? Quit today. Like, n- and not to be on the extreme, like whenever you're angry, just quit. Like there's balance to this. Think but, about it.
0: Right? Yeah. But Make like, a wise decision.
1: You can get a job anywhere. Like surely you get like tons of recruiter emails, most of which are probably terrible. But like everyone is hiring. I know two companies right now that would hire an iOS engineer like today if I were to like send them an email with, like, hey, I know someone looking for work. Um, like everyone's hiring, and and that said, like don't just jump from like job to job. I think that's kind of like the bigger thing I've learned is, you know, I've had a lot of like other great opportunities before GitHub, even while at Hipstamatic. I was like, well, I don't hate working at Hipstamatic and like, I'm just going to switch jobs and, you know, start again and be really happy about it for a couple months. And then like, okay, well I'm at a job again. And like someone else will come along and like move jobs. Like that's pointless, you know? And besides having
0: a lot on my resume and, yeah, I actually too, what you know, if I was interviewing for a job today, I would say while the change. But <laughs> you, you even said it yourself though, Sam. You said, you know, that you almost took it with the plan to just come right back to where you're at now, and it just seemed, you know, insane to do that. Because you've done it before. Like the, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result, but you've done this song and dance before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it comes. I mean, for a while, I was like, I'm gonna hold out for designer co-founder, or I'm gonna hold out for this, or I'm gonna like b- b- to do my own thing. And eventually, it was just like, you know, I just have to do it. Like it, it doesn't matter. I mean, there could always be better circumstances to do something, but that's like a silly reason to delay something you want to do. I mean, if if you want to, I mean, I know a ton of people that would never want to do what I'm doing. They're really happy just like making stuff at a company, and I mean, good for them. But, I mean, if if something if, if it's like, you know, you want to be on your own, then, like, do it. Like, it's not hard. I mean, the, the, the toughest part is jumping from income to no income. And you can always supplement that with contract work, which sucks. But, you know, it's better than, you know, doing nothing. So,
0: so was the news that came out two days ago or yesterday, uh, did it turn your head? For GitHub.
1: No, I mean, I, I knew about that already.
0: Um because, oh, so you knew about this beforehand?
1: Because they were you know offering me equity and stuff. And like, you know, we're going to get funding, but, you know, like this will still like you won't be diluted. And like, you know, they were really upfront about it, um, which was cool. So um, I'm really happy for them. I mean, I, I don't know how much of the deal is public as far as how it went down, but um, they got a really good deal. To, I mean, like, GitHub is totally the better end of that deal. And, I mean, great for them. I'm really happy for them.
0: A hundred million dollars is a lot of money. So much money. Yeah, that's a ton of money. And when we look back at it, I mean, i would even seen somebody say the other day, like, it's just a source code manager. And I think, you know, based on something you said and some you know we all have you know our leaks and not so much leaks but let's say you know rumors that we want to start up or think about or dream about for like apple and i think github kind of has some of those because i can see them doing some very massive very big things like you said they've got some of the most talented people there that it's uh, it's just uh it's crazy i can see them doing a lot of fun stuff in the future that's for sure yeah but uh let's let's veer away from that one. Let's let's dive deeper into nothing magical. Let's dive deeper into what you're doing currently now with uh the startup you started. I think it was uh June. Uh let's let me look at my notes here real quick. Um it would be around I guess around June this year, end of April, May this year, you started nothing magical, right? So let's April second actually. April second? Yes. Nice. Okay. So, well, let's start there then. Uh, When we come back, uh, we'll we'll pick right back up there. I want to take a quick break and thank our last sponsor of the show, FreshBooks.com, an easy-to-use online invoicing service that saves you time, gets you paid faster, and makes you look Fortune 500 professional. From estimates and expenses to time tracking and invoicing, FreshBooks makes everything quick and simple, letting you focus on your work, not your paperwork. You can customize the service with your own logo, colors, you can send invoices by email or ground mail, accept payments with PayPal, Authorize.net, and a lot of other options there. I love my business and everything I do with my business, and that's why I started it. I'm sure that's why you started your own business, but I don't enjoy spending all the time I do on admin tasks like invoicing. It's just a pain. I know I have to do it, but it's definitely one of the least enjoyable things I do on my business. FreshBooks makes it so easy you might actually enjoy invoicing. Sign up and you'll get a free trial of the unlimited account to use for 30 days. Check them out at FreshBooks.com. Um so Sam, I guess we're kind of full circle now. We're we're almost to present day, maybe a few uh few months back earlier this year, to talk about nothing magical and specifically. Um, diving a little bit closer to some of the details around cheddar, which is your first product of, of nothing magical. So where exactly do we begin with this subject with nothing magical? Like where did the idea come from the name, whatever? <laughs> so I actually started working on cheddar, uh,
1: like a year and a half ago, I think. And it was just a, I mean, it was just a web app and I had started on it, worked on it a couple of weekends. I actually started on a plane, um, and I I'd, I'd worked on a product for a long time that never launched called Pepperjack because I was just codenaming things cheeses and Pepperjack's my favorite cheese nice um, and I was on the plane and I was like you know file a new project and I was like oh what do I name this thing um, cheddar all cheddar right, done and like didn't even think <laughs> nice. about it I just kept going and I never changed it um, so when I was like decided to quit hypsomatic I was like well I need I got to work on something. I was like, well, Cheddar's, like, almost done. Maybe I can just, like,
0: do well, that. Before you go there, what made you quit himstomatic? Like, that's what I'm – I'm still trying to piece that together. It seemed like you left a good situation or a place you were happy with. But I guess you – the what you were launching didn't launch and it kind of failed. So maybe is that the reason why you left?
1: No, and I don't want to say too bad about – I mean anything bad about the, their company. But um, they're very design-focused. I mean, both the co founders are designers. Um, and it's, it's run like an ad agency and not like a software company. And they want to say that they're not a software company, but it's like all the revenue comes from selling software. Um, right. So there was a lot of like struggle all based on that, that issue, basically. Right. They didn't really value engineering. Um, it was just kind of a, a means to an end to get their design out. And um, I didn't really seem to be making that much impact on the things that actually mattered there. It was just kind of like this one product that no one used. Uh, so then, you left and. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm like semi frustrated in my job. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to quit because I'm so mad at them. Um, I was like, well, now's a good time if any to,
0: you know, do my own thing. So I did. And then, shortly after doing your own thing, I thought this was kind of neat. This, uh, this kind of, I guess, self introduction to. <laughs> To everybody, really, it was your Hello Internet selling my stuff video that that was just well, um, pretty hilarious. I've actually done a bunch of Hello Internet videos.
1: Yeah. Um, I back when I was living in Dallas and I, I was self employed doing contract work. Um, I did a lot of them just because I was like, I don't want to write a blog post, and I just want to like complain for a minute. So I did, and people seemed to like think it was hilarious, which is like awesome. I like that people like watching me complain because I can complain all day. Um, so I did a lot of them and then didn't do it for a long time cause I was just busy. Um, and that was the first one I've done in probably a year. And, um, yeah, I sold all my stuff except for my desk and my, in my bed pretty much. So I really want a couch. I've not had a couch for three months and I'd, I'd like to have one now. So, so you have no couch. No, literally my, my living room is just my desk. Wow. No TV, sold my Xbox, everything.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the fact that you had done these uh, these Hello Internet videos for a while. And I actually remember, I think it was, I'm trying to look them up. I'm on Vimeo now. If you go to vimeo.com slash channel slash Hello Internet, and that's your channel. You can see all of them. I'm trying to recall the one that it was that I saw that introduced me to this funny thing. I think it was the iPhone
1: uh, screen one. That was like one of the most popular ones. I don't know if you saw that one.
0: I think, no, I think it was Twitter because you're talking about it being down and in the, in the fail well, I believe you mentioned in there. That was um, like surely after they had a lot of problems. Yeah, Twitter's down a lot. That's right. It was totally this one right here. This is the one that introduced me to you way back <laughs> in the day. Hilarious.
1: Uh, I remember because like WWE had just happened and Twitter was down during the Apple event. I was like, come on. Apple's website is up. Like, come on, Twitter. I mean, and since then, they've improved a ton, but. Um, but yeah, it's just like me complaining, so
0: whatever. So, so you were telling the world, hello, internet, I've got some money needs. I just quit my job, and I'm starting something on my own, and I'm selling all of my stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, I still have a lot of my music here, unfortunately. That stuff's hard to sell for any money.
0: <laughs> so you're still selling your music, all I sold right. my drums, though, recently. I'm
1: pretty excited about that. I'm really bummed about selling them as well, but I haven't played them in a long time, so... Whatever.
0: whatever so, so you're selling your stuff to start this new company, and even w- even in the video you, you say you don't have a plan for income for the next I think you said a month or a few weeks at least I mean so it's not hard for you to get hired because you know as we know, you've got a ton of experience with iOS, so it's going to be easy for you to get hired pretty much anywhere should you really really need money and pay bills and but you have choices and the choices you've made. Are actually what are financially strapping you? Like you've made choices to be financially strapped at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that makes me sound. It's not like you couldn't go out and make more money. Like you could go get hired for one hundred fifty or two hundred thousand dollars a year. It seems like, and oh, but it seems like your financial position is is based on your own choice to be where you're at.
1: Yeah, I mean, so when I was I was I contracted for Hipstermatic for a couple months before I worked there, and um, getting paid. Hundred fifty an hour is a lot of money, um, so I just saved it all because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. With like all this money, this is. A... Um, so I had like a lot in savings, all in Apple stock, and um, and that did pretty well. And since yeah. starting and and now, <laughs> so um, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I can leave off that. And for a while, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do ten hours a week of contract work. I think last time we talked, that's. Um, that was that's the where we were at, yeah. And it it was terrible. Like, I was the worst idea ever. Yeah, I mean, because I could never actually do it all in one ten hour sitting in a week. It was like constant back and forth with the client. And
0: before you know it, ten hours is up, and they wasted their money.
1: Yeah, I mean, I spent more time doing stuff besides coding than coding. And I mean, and not to their fault, it, it was just the way the project went, and. It's like I need to focus on cheddar. I don't have a week to sit here and like avoid it and then work on it and then be angry that I'm doing this. Like I need to just finish this. So, I mean, cheddar would have been done a month sooner, I think, had I not done this one 40-hour contract.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about cheddar and, and things you need to do. So when you say that, what are those things to do? Like t- let's talk about cheddar. Let's talk about... I mean, obviously, you told us a story about how cheddar came up because at one point, way back in the day, you did this fun thing called Pepper Jack and you had this fascination with cheeses. So now you had to do something quickly and you were, you know, you just came up with a name at random and it was cheddar because of, you know, your fascination with cheeses. So it's called cheddar. Here we are today. And, you know, what is nothing magical? What is cheddar?
1: Yeah, I was leaving Hipstamatic and I was like, well, I need to work on our product because that's like why I'm leaving. Right. I already have cheddar. I'll just finish it in two weeks and put it out there thinking that it would be really fast. And I was like, well, I should launch with an iPhone app. And then like, okay, this is going to be a big project and started over. And, and I was like, well, I need a name for the company. And I was like brainstorming and hilariously enough, the client that I did this work for, um, I had, do, I had, I had one for like something magical and like all these other ones. And he's like, what about nothing magical? And I was like, oh, I love it. So like, I actually, um, use that um, as a name. It kind of just from one night of brainstorming, it it came up, but, um, but yeah, so then I, I threw out all my cheddar code, which wasn't a lot and it wasn't great, but, um,
0: and it was written a year and a half ago, so it couldn't be
1: that good anyways. right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure I'll hate what I have now in a year and a half. Um, But yeah, I threw it out and, and started over and, um, I wrote the iOS app in like less than a week, I think. Maybe the original version, and definitely less than a week. It was like a day or something. Um, and then I wrote the iPad app in a day as well. Like converted it. Um, and I spent like a long time, like a couple of weeks, polishing and animations and 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 such. But it, it came together really quickly. Um, I definitely spent more time on, way more time on the server and the website, and. Um, all of that than than iOS, which is funny because you know, that's what gets the most attention. But
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what you're doing really is you're creating accounts and you're storing, you know, to do items per list and each of those have a lot of things to be stored in the database. And the fact that you're also using things like pusher to do all that real time pushing makes it uh that much more complex as as compared to just like a common web app where, you know, like if I added this, I'm doing the spiel for you. But Hope you don't mind but if I added an item because I use I use uh, cheddar so yeah, yeah I'm happy about it awesome. but if um if I add an item here on my iPhone like immediately I see it you know if I have the desktop client version of it pulled up which isn't in Mac yet but it's you know you've alluded to the fact that it might be I've been working on it all day so there you go so I mean th- this is pretty neat so I mean what is it about the the back end of cheddar that was the most complex piece of it besides what I just said
1: um so the real-time stuff actually isn't that that hard. It's just everything you can do can't it has to be real time. So like implementing a feature or just like editing a task, it's like, okay, you have to edit it and then make sure like all that pushes and is in like a right, a good state. And um it just makes everything like take longer. Um it's not that big of a deal. And and, and pusher is fantastic if you haven't looked at pusher, but um it's pusher.com. But um the other stuff is um, Cheddar supports a lot of cool text features, which is funny because that was never like the original plan. Um, it was just like on a simple list. And then it was like, oh, wouldn't it be neat if I added tags and then implemented it in like a couple hours? And that's like everyone's favorite feature.
0: Yeah, I love that one actually. I just started using that one a lot more. I The animation on iOS
1: makes me like it more than I did when it was just on the web. Um, I'm pretty proud of that little interaction, but. Uh, and then I added, like, on a whim, like, oh, let's see how hard it would be to add Markdown. And then, like, spent a day and added Markdown. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I actually really like this. Um, and emoji and, you know, all the tech stuff I've spent a lot of time on, um, you know, to do the right thing and, you know. Oh, if there's Russian characters, it all breaks. I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, like, gotta go fix that." You know like, there's a lot of stuff I didn't really like think about that I need to handle um, to support all these text features. Um, I actually wrote my own markdown parser because I couldn't find one to work the way I needed it to work to work on iOS and work on the web and whatever. Um, Is that open source, by the way? It's not. Um, I don't know if that will ever be, but we'll see. Because that's kind of like my secret sauce is my my tech. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I've thought about
0: it. We'll see. Um, I just figured since Markdown since, uh, Markdown's so popular that uh, it's used in a lot of places.
1: No, nice. yeah, I mean, maybe I could open source just the Markdown part. But honestly, there's a lot better Markdown parsers. It's it's just like it works, in the, it works, integrates with like the rest of my tech stuff. And I couldn't find one I could use to like craft it into how I need it.
0: It's nice to see that you can just actually just be like, oh, I don't like what's out there. I'll build it
1: myself. Well, it's funny, like, because I I care deeply about every little piece of cheddar and and making it as good as it can possibly be. Um, all with the balance of like shipping, because I could spend forever tweaking. But um, it, it's interesting when you when you care that much about all of the details, how much stuff you end up making, like. I made a thing to like do code coloring in my docs to make one to work the way I needed it to work, or like I recently opened and that's open source. I recently open sourced my um, CSS grid system, and I was using a pusher client in Objective C that wasn't that great, so I wrote my own. And um, I wanted I'm selling T-shirts, and I was trying to customize like Big Cartel or um, Shopify or something. And I couldn't get the template to look as good as the website, and I was like, "Forget it, I'll just make my own." Um, so I made my own store. Like, I, I've spent a lot of time like making little things um, just so everything is excellent. Um, and I, I think it just like feels better. No one really notices that you know I've written all this stuff, but
0: yeah, when you go end to end of the experience of Cheddar, you certainly can't. Um... I can't say certainly can't, but it's not immediately apparent that you've spent as much time as you have um, rounding all the corners and, you know, kind of looking at it with both eyes and you kind of cock your head to the left a little bit and you're like, is that right? Is that not right? You know, you're you're paying attention to all the little details that uh, just make it an end to end good experience. And I have to say, like, I've really I've been using Cheddar since it was in beta since you gave me access to it, but, like, even since then, like, I realized that something wasn't working right. So I had go, like, I go down the real app, download the real app from the app store because I realized that the beta one I had was not working right anymore. So, but you know, I've had a good experience with it since day one and all the aspects of it have been really good, like the upgrade screens and, you know, all this different stuff. And, you know, speaking of, of upgrade screens and just different pieces of it, um, I wouldn't mind if you talked a little bit about just, I know you blogged about this and you kind of alluded to some details in there, but just for the listener's sake who who are listening to the show thinking okay great Sam you've shared tons of great stuff here what what have you learned so far in in this you know this adventure you've been on like you you turned down a well suited offer for someone like you to keep plugging away on cheddar and releasing it and putting it out and you've obviously shared some details about how important those details are to you you know what have you learned uh you know i guess in general about this, this adventure you've been on with Cheddar and so far.
1: Sure. Um, it's funny. I started writing a a blog post called, um, from like nothing to shipping in zero to 90 days or something like that. I don't know. It had a cool title and then like trying to list everything I've learned. And then like, I started to proofread it. I was like, I'm tired of reading this. It's just just like, I haven't, I need to like do a series of posts or something. But, um, it's, it's funny that, now I get way more excited about things other than programming. I mean, obviously, that's still a really good time. But, um, you know, how can I price this so it will be as successful as possible? Or, you know, marketing or, like, design or, like, pitching writers. Or even, like, I always get up and start my day answering all my support email, like, laying in bed. And that's... Really fantastic to to connect with all my users and you know help them if they have problems, which is less fun. But you know, hearing feedback and and how it can make things better is 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 great. But I'm trying to think of yeah. Hmm. Well,
0: if you need some help, I can help you out. Sure. Uh, just just uh, the the important pieces. I really wanted. I mean, I know you blogged about this and you do go into detail there. But since the this is audio and we're not looking at the the screen we're looking at right now, but I mean, I was uh, was admiring the fact that you said, you know, tech doesn't matter. And it's kind of, given the fact that you're an Objective-C programmer and tech totally has mattered over the last four years of your life, to, to be in a position now that that's a lesson you learn. That's not only the lesson you learn, but it's lesson number one, at least in the list, if you're going based on, you know, prioritization or levels of importance. So, you know, tech doesn't matter ship the product and you know you dive into that because you know you get motivated by putting software out there in a rapid fire kind of way and since you're the only developer doing it you can kind of say i'll wait on delivering this two days but you know just ship it and kind of get feedback from people and especially since you had test flight in place and you were in a beta where you can share that with friends you were kind of in a comfort zone where you can actually share it and not feel like you're you know killing peoples or killing babies or something like that like you're just Trying to get feedback from what you're developing and then charging money, that's a big, huge important point. And you know, you said it yourself earlier that you're a non-designer who's become a designer. And that that does take time to not just, you know, put a gradient or a line or a certain color on the page or the device. So design is, you know, much more bigger than that. Design is copy, it's the experience, and you've obviously taken a very good liking to all those nuances and details. To you know, to just say that it does take time. It's not just design, like in Photoshop. It's the end-to-end experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess uh,
1: you via I said a lot of good points there. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I said all that stuff. like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. Uh, but I
0: did, I left off final thoughts because I figured you can wrap that one up.
1: Um, what What is the title of this blog post? Oh, there it is. Share lessons. Look at that. I'm just surprising myself left and right.
0: <laughs> um, you work too hard,
1: man. I, I do work a lot. But, you know, like, I was thinking about this today. Someone was saying, like, you know, you shipped the API yesterday. You're working on the Mac app today. You know, like, like yeah, I do work a lot. And for a long time, especially in the first month, I was, I, w- I would get up, walk to my desk, and then stay there until, like, 2 a.m. And, and go to bed. Um, but it, it doesn't even seem like work. This is just, like, what I want to do. Like you know, I, I get up and I'm excited to go work on stuff. Like, cause that's, I mean, if, if I was like the weekend and I'm sitting at home, this is what I'm going to do anyway. Cause it's fun. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, it's exciting to see the the result of this and, and to look back and cause like when I started, I didn't, I still don't know what I'm doing. Like you know, I just emailed a bunch of press people. I was like, "Hey, do you want to write about my thing I made?" Like, I don't, I don't know how to pitch a press person or, or any of that kind of any of that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of of the thirty seven signals, like, way of doing things, I guess. And I it, it mean, their their biggest thing is like you should charge for something if you're like doing a business, and that was like from the beginning. Like, okay, I know I want to do that, and. You know, I know I want people to use it, and I kind of like as a user, like this is what I want. So this is how I made things, um, and people seem to like it. So I guess it worked out all right.
0: Are we able? Since you mentioned charging money, are we able to, to talk about financials at all? Sure. The, some of the details you've gotten, I don't mind to share. Um, well, let's start with a premise of how long it's been out to actually collect money. So tomorrow is the two-week anniversary
1: of it being anyone can sign up. I had a limited, like you could sign up during certain times um, before, and there was like like a little bit of money came in, but essentially it's been out two weeks. Um, There's 11,000 users or over 11,000. That was the last big um, number. Um, About 2% are paid. Um, So, that number has fluctuated a decent amount. It was like four and a half for a while, which was awesome. And it was like 1.8 for a while. And then um, Mark Jardine tweeted that he was signing up, and that it bumped back up to two. So that was cool. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> nice. Um, there's there's 150,000 tasks created so far, which is pretty cool. Um, but as far as total, I don't have a good breakdown. I should probably have some better things about money. All my metrics I have are like usage um, because that's more important to me at the moment. But um, total, I've received like 20, where is it? 20, gosh, I can do math. $2,200 total is like my total income. Um, But what's great about Cheddar is it's a subscription, so it's reoccurring. So I have... I know I should really have metrics to know how much I'll be making next month but um some of that will be recurring next month which is awesome
0: so yeah that is awesome and and in 2 weeks I mean you've obviously cuz the the getting paid for something is the first sign that you know you're doing something that solves somebody's real problem or they like you a lot one of the two mm-hmm. um right i mean that's why you at ad, at ad, ad, uh, adhere to the 37 signals mindset which is to you know and you paraphrase this in your blog post but you said if you're running a business charge for something like I totally think that's the point here and you said it's worth it to you and it's important to you so you you need to charge for a piece of this so but in two weeks to get 2200 bucks that's not bad I mean considering the fact that you're a new developer and you just started out I mean I think it's pretty it's pretty good and not to put what the problem you're solving to too uh lightly, but I mean you are writing a to-do app. So it's not like there isn't 15 others out there that aren't free also. So you're competing with a saturated market that doesn't always charge for their product. It's funny, like when I quit
1: and started working on it, I I wouldn't even tell people what I was working on. People like wanted to know. I was like, I, I won't tell you. Like you'll have to wait. Until I launched a video that showed Cheddar had like that coming soon page. Until I launched that, I wouldn't even tell anyone Cause I was like, yeah, I'm making a to do list, and people were like, oh, that sounds stupid. Cause it does. Like it's, it's like so easy to make a to do list. Like there's a ton of them, but um, I don't know. Cheddar's a little bit special that it's just simple and and text and and it's instant. And um, I think it's kind of hard to communicate that, but um, I think once people kind of understand, they they really like it.
0: Well, that, that's one point about this this uh, podcast that I really enjoy is is giving a chance for. You know, for one, I respect you i mean, I totally enjoy you as a person and you know having you in the industry and you know you're writing with the change log and you're a part of that. I mean, I don't always get to interact with you on a daily basis, but you know I see what you're doing out there, and I respect that and you know I wanted to have you on the show to to tell that story because I do think it's difficult to to truly share all these nuances and details with people, and that's why people listen to this show because we get a chance to to share a side of people that they don't often get to see. Which is uh, which is kind of neat, but let's let's actually um, let's share something that might be, I guess it would be super secret. So I always ask a question at the end to kind of get some more. You know, there's never there's never enough uh, that you can share. So I'm just really curious what is over the horizon that no one knows about that you can share with us today here on the show.
1: Sure. So, um. One's kind of a fun fact, and I, I tweeted it the other day. Um, and then I'll, I'll like, think of something I haven't told anyone. Um, Cheddar for iOS and Cheddar for Mac have the exact same like internals as far as like connecting to the server and caching stuff and push and all that. It's like the same Xcode project, um, which is pretty cool. So Cheddar for Mac's going really quickly due to that like architecture. Um, but as far as something that that no one uh no one knows kind of my big plan, and this like may totally change, but currently my big plan is um, sharing so and this has been a huge like requested feature, but um, with the push stuff, like kind of the next thought after using it for a couple of minutes is like, wouldn't it be great if other people could use this at the same time and I could see their stuff as quickly as I can see my own stuff um, and that's definitely on my list, so I plan on having that and um the pricing will be a little different, and there'll be pricing for teams. And I don't know, kind of my my thought is like everyone uses Basecamp, but no one uses Basecamp. They just have it. Like it always ends up being reply all emails and pieces of paper like to-do lists when it comes to the end of a project. No one uses Basecamp. And I think because entering stuff is annoying and there's so much other like cumbersome stuff. But I think cheddar is simple enough where, you know, it'll work well for, you know, sharing a punch list of things to get done to ship the product. And, you know, I don't want to compete with email right now. That's not on my list, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm really excited about seeing how, you know, first just like small teams and, you know, seeing just how it works um i don't know so yeah i haven't like announced that at all but that's uh as soon as a couple things on my list are done then that's gonna be working on full-time very cool
0: yeah i think the sharing piece of it is uh is definitely good you know what if uh if you have a moment i do have one tiny nuance that i would love to see you change i'm sure it's so easy absolutely if uh Right now, whenever I add a task or uh, a to-do, I guess is the easiest way to say it. When I add that to-do, it's always at the bottom. (laughs) So this has been – so yes. There's a lot
1: of things that are a little annoying. And whenever people ask, it's like, no, let me tell you about this. I have spent countless hours thinking about this exact problem. Um, So say I start a new project. The right interaction is for them to be at the bottom because I'm going to like – make this next thing, next thing, next thing. And they're in chronological order, like from start to bottom. And that's like the way they should be. And for me, that's the use case I use it. Like whenever I have something, I'll like make a new list and like list out everything I need to do and then check it off and then archive the list when I'm done. Um but I can see like oh I need to get this done today. Like I want it to be at the top versus like be at the bottom and you have to like move it and that's annoying. Right. I used to have and I took this out right before launch, you could hold down option and hit enter. And would put it at the top instead of at the bottom. Um, and in iOS, there was an icon you could touch to like toggle that behavior. It's hard to make just
0: one because choosing the top or the bottom doesn't really like work for either case. That's what I was thinking. It would have to be a setting, but then you would either have to say, this is an account-level setting. That means, therefore, all lists inherit this. But what if I only wanted to have one list add to the bottom or the top? Now you go, and this is, for those listening, this is an example of, one small feature request turning complex. Yes. Because so now you actually have to have lists have settings, which you probably don't have now, right? Have to do that. Yeah. So now you have to have settings per lists, right? Just to add, should new items be added to the top or the bottom?
1: You want to have sharing, how does that work? You know, is it per you? Is it for the whole list? Or, right. Like, <laughs> like, it's funny because all this stuff, this is why I go back to like, heck, doesn't matter. Because this is really easy to implement. It's just like you know a boolean, yes or no, somewhere, and then I can read it and like change the UI. Like it's really easy. But like even like sharing lists, like technically that's very easy. But the the complex part about that is the
0: I don't interaction.
1: Invite you. Like how do you accept an invite? Do you have an inbox of invites. What if you don't have an account? What if you do have an account? Like what if you decline? Should it notify me? Should it not notify me? Like you know, there's like all this stuff to like solve and none of it's endless conditionals that never stop right it's just like you need to pick the right thing so people are happy and no one notices like all of this time spent just thinking but um i mean i'm sure you appreciate this as like a product manager now this is like your job so
0: yeah i mean that's that's exactly why i was saying like that because this is we encounter this every day where um, we'll have a feature request from either a user or someone on our team that isn't really on the technical side of things, they have a suggestion, I'm like, Well, you don't realize that one little tiny thing blows up this completely and we have to re engineer it or add settings to a list, you know, for example. Yeah. Which may not be that big of a deal, but it's even more time spent on one finite edge case. And until we have the edge case, let's not deal with it. But I guess, you know, in your case I'm the if you if you're getting requested, it's not an edge case for you.
1: I mean, it sort of is because it's definitely not my biggest request. It's definitely not all nah. but it doesn't stop me from using it. It just sucks when the list is long. I hear that. Well, something else I'm adding very soon that I'm excited about is you can have like a smart list. This is a terrible name. I need to come up with a better name, but <laughs> like basically you can pick a, a tag or a set of tags, and then you have a list that's like across all lists for that. So you tag something like important, and now have or like today. And have like your today list that is dynamic across
0: all your lists. Nice. Yeah, that's so I mean a lot of people like to be smart tags instead.
1: Right, yeah. I mean eh, that's a terrible name. I need to come up with something. But someone <laughs> My was, name was terrible too? No, no, no. Like uh smart list. Like smart tags is better. I don't know. I need to come up with something. But um Yeah, it's something magical, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but someone was like, I want the today list from things. And I was like, you know, it would be easy for me to add a list that was just like let them add time and like all this stuff. But it's like, no, like I want to give you something better. And that something better is like this whole other way you wouldn't even thought of that is like a much better and more powerful, more flexible interaction that's simpler. Um, which is like every everything is very deliberate. It's not like, oh yeah, I'll just add this real quick. You know, even like keyboard shortcuts on the web, like would take me like an hour to implement, it, but I need to like do it right so it works as well as it can, you know. Yeah. On the other end of that, I need to like ship it and not think about it for a year. So, you know, that balance, I actually wrote a post called the balance, which might actually be something completely different. I don't remember now, actually, but <laughs> um, that that's like the key of making good products, in my opinion, is, is, you know, perfection over, you know, just getting it done because it, it doesn't matter as much as I think it does, but that process is enjoyable. So I make it matter more than it should.
0: Well it's it's part of um the product side of it. Like you said before that um, you know, you've been an engineer and you've been, you know, playing the role of designer here and there, but you're you're kind of um it sounds like at least you didn't say it in your own words, but it sounds like you're kinda of getting bored with just being that and you want to kind of graduate to, you know, obviously founder and uh the person who runs the home and the person who designs the product and the person who cares about user experience and the person who cares about the interaction. And the person who cares about the copy and you know the finite design that goes into developing products, it sounds like you're you know you're moving up,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people that are excited about just like making something like programming, like playing with code, and that's just like i'm I'm kind of tired of that, like making the product and and everything else is like the exciting part, and yeah, I'm seeing people use. You know, there's 11,000 people using something I made and I don't know almost any of them. Like, that's amazing. Like, that's such a great feeling. Versus like, you know, because all this time, like I've spent like these agonizing, you know, amount of time thinking about every little detail like we just did about these small, too little features. You know, like for them to see the the result of that is cool versus just like being told how the feature works and typing it like is significantly less cool in my opinion
0: well it's uh, it's certainly been uh, a ton of fun talking to you Sam about uh, nothing magical obviously and Cheddar and your life's history and you know certainly want to thank you for sharing you know all the details really about this I, you know, like I said before I think you're really an inspiration to a lot of new developers out there and I, I applaud you for the decision you made not long ago for um, for foregoing that and keeping on your, your current path um, it's been great having you on the show and I also want to thank our three sponsors for today's show fresh books squarespace and hover and also to infinite kind for sponsoring the bandwidth of five by five it certainly is appreciated and helps make all these fantastic shows you're listening to possible so that uh that's awesome but sam yeah man thanks so much for joining me on today's finder's talk and for sharing pretty much everything yeah thanks so much for having me it's been an honor